we definitely have plenty of time to discuss all the racism that happened in this co- this comic. Oh my god! I was just <laughs> <laughs> so I was like skimming it just again, just like as a quick uh, refresher, and we could talk about it. But I, who wrote this? And I know the answer to that question, but oh uh, well, Christ. we're gonna we're gonna call them out. You know, as usually as you know, I like to I like to name everybody who did the stuff. So yeah, we're definitely gonna oh, find see? out. So Ooh, yeah, I'm really itching to talk about this one. So. Let's uh let, let let's get right to it. Welcome to Marvel Did What, part of the Marvel Cinematic University umbrella. I'm one of your co-hosts, Anthony Canton the Third, along with my co-host Stephanie Williams. Stephanie, I am happy to be talking to you today. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm ready to get into this comic because what the hell? Yeah, there's a, yeah, it's a little problematic we're getting into today. Captain America and the Falcon 171. Um, this was written by Mike Friedrich or Freireich. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it wrong. My bad. And uh, artist Sal Busima. Uh, story idea. Story ideas. Uh, Steve Englehart. We're going to need to see if this guy's still around. Um, Inker... It just says V. Coletta, letterer Artie Simic, colorist L. Lesman, and editor Roy Thomas. Oh, Roy Thomas is another one. If he's still alive, we need to talk to too. Because, all right. So, just let's let's just start with this. So, I, when you picked this on the pod last week, I said to myself, "Okay, I'm excited to to read this and see what was happening with the story or whatever." So I I went in there and I read it pretty like an hour after we recorded. So I started reading and I'm just like, yo, first of all, what is happening? So I had to rewind. So I went to Captain America and the Falcon 170. And um, in our chat, I sent you some of the images of Captain America talking talking about, uh, you know, he's being framed for murder. In, the, in this one by a dude with the last name Harder Man, which, you know, is a... Oh, my God. <laughs> which is a, is a pun in itself. But then you have the whole scenario of him about to be arrested by the cops. Uh, he's being framed by Moonstone. And just the way that Cap talks about the cops, first of all, he knows he didn't, he didn't do this. He knows he didn't murder the dude, the Tumbler, which, by the way, that's another hilarious 1960s name. And then on top of that, just the way that he's talking about the, he's talking about the police like they got. I, I just, like, just that right there. Um, in 170, I needed to just get a, a, a basis on. So once I finish 170 and how funny that was, we jump into 171. So Steph, what led you to, to get to this wonderful, wonderful issue? So I was doing research on um, Nightshade. And I don't know if you all know this, but Nightshade is like one of my favorite um, Captain America villains because that's how she started out. So in my research, I had to read a lot of Captain America and the Falcon because she pops up quite a few times um, in their books and then also his solo run. So I got to this and she's nowhere near this, but 
once you start reading Captain America and the Falcon, you just can't stop because it's a train wreck that you cannot look away from. <laughs> so when I got to this, so when I got to issue 170, I was like, oh, cool, Black Panther's here or whatever, because um, him and Sam Wilson are like drawn to look the same, which is very interesting and still look kind of the same uh, up until now. So that's a whole nother topic. But after that, I'm like, okay, cool. And then I get to 171 because I got to finish it. And I, at that point, I'm this deep into their, their series or whatever. And it was just like the epitome or peak of how Sam is written throughout this entire series. He's like a step and fetch, sort of, kind of, for Cap. And it's just, um, it's unbelievable because there's a point in the comic where he like, like, you know, no, 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 that uh, he is Captain America's favorite Negro. And <laughs> he certainly, like, acts that way. Like, he turns down, he he doesn't turn down a date. He reschedules a date. And For later. I just... <laughs> and like, now I, I gotta show Cap these up. wings first before we have our date tonight. Oh, my God. The homoeroticism uh, in all of Captain America's series, like mm. this, the Falcon, his solo one, solo ones, like it's, I don't know how you could read a Captain America comic book series and not, it doesn't jump out. And I don't have a problem with it, but it's mm -hmm. just, um, just very interesting. And I, we had to do this one because white people writing black folks is just never what? You, can, you got one of two choices you can either laugh to keep from crying or chuck whatever it is that you're reading and i just choose to laugh to keep from crying because what listen um it's funny that you say white people writing black people that way is is funny and it, it really is because there are so many moments and I'm going to try and not jump around too much here. We can get into our traditional categories and kind of talk around stuff, but just the way that they wrote, like when they're in Wakanda and uh, Layla, uh, Sam's girl is, is talking and everything is jive. I, I, I think I saw like 45 jives in, in the, <laughs> I have to say, I, uh, Listen, I wasn't obviously alive back then, but I am going to have to assume that Black people just did not, they didn't say jive literally every sentence. They couldn't have. I mean, I remember asking, you know what? I remember at one point I was watching like a lot of black exploitation films or whatever. I think mm -hmm. that was maybe 11 or 12. And I remember asking my grandparents like, hey, did y'all say jive like this? And my granddaddy, and they looked at me like, no, we, we absolutely didn't. And I, like, I know that Black folks did say jive, as, you know, that mm. jive turkey, all of that, but not, like, every fifth sentence. Like, I don't know if a Marvel superhero that was created uh, in the 70s around the Black exploitation era could exist without saying jive at least once. And it's actually interesting that Chichala never says it. Mm-hmm. Cause I went looking for that and he um he doesn't say it and I'm like wow that's I'm actually surprised yeah I mean it's just one of, it's just one of those things where when I was reading 170 I saw it once then I saw it twice and then I like after the 10th time I was like okay okay something's <laughs> happening here what 
<laughs> I'm sure these people have other words in the, their vocabulary, but then it's like, if you think of the epitome of how Sam Wilson was written, and I feel like we can include this in general thoughts, because the way that they wrote Sam Wilson, to your point, not only was he Cap's house Negro, but he was also the dumbest. Listen, I could ju- yeah. I just could not. I could not with when he gets the the upgrades to his wings, and in the fight with uh, I think it was uh, Stoneface, mm-hmm. the way that he jumps in there, and he he has no control, and the way that they just write how how dumb he is in terms of like, yo, what is this? This felt like a Family Guy episode. It's just it's it's really you know what. That is actually a great descriptor because it is written like a Family Guy episode and that is all shade to Family Guy uh, because what are we doing right now? Just, okay, so let's start from the beginning. Yes. Getting on Cap just a little bit. When, like lately when I see folks say like, yeah, Cap would definitely stand with protesters and protect them from the police and all of that. I'm like, I'm not sure because in this in the first couple pages of this issue, you know, you see that he is trying to reason with the cops and he holds them to a higher. I mean, like he they're like on this kind of pedestal and he's just kind of like mm-hmm. wondering whether or not he should turn himself in or uh drop off the bad guys and turn himself in or go off and take care of his business. And I'm just like, why is this even a question? Like they're trying to take you out. It doesn't even matter that you're wearing uh, the American flag colors or any of that, or that your name is Captain freaking America, they are still ready to uh, arrest you. It reminded me of Beast um, and uh, Professor Xavier telling him to uh, sit in jail and wait for his due process. Like, what? what are we doing? It, I, I could not. Like, the, the, the whole defending the, the police, even at the, even to the to the, the, the point that where you see that like you're about to go down for this crime. And I'm just like, the and I sent you the image of the way that the look, the look he had on his face. And it was like, I can't do this to these people. They're saving me. They, they protect and serve. All that stuff that you think that you're gonna, all that stuff that you think is um, exactly what uh, is happening and whatnot, but um. It's just, it just boggles my mind. I could not, it's like one of those things that you can't reconcile reading it in 2020. And it's like, these were what comic books were written by. I just don't, I just didn't get it. Let me just ask you a quick uh, question as an, as an aside. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to uh, base something that you would change, um, and I'm sure there's a lot that you would change, from this issue, what would be the first thing that you would change from this issue? It would be like Sam and like the way that he interacts with everyone. Um, Cause they're like in Nigeria and still he is like not even allowed to like be a better Sam Wilson and he's with T'Challa, which I feel like when folks are with T'Challa, if they are male, he usually like elevates them. If they're a woman, then good luck. But um he's not even given that so i would definitely change the way that uh sam is written but that would be for the whole doggone series because it is it is like 
he's he's like this the whole time and it, it and it just it boggles my mind and it it just makes no sense he's like this in the avengers like sam has been consistently written this way for a very long time and it's um it's mind-blowing yeah it's believable I, but it's mind-blowing well yeah it, it definitely is it definitely is believable um and it's funny because i also think about the way that captain america is written and obviously it's written back then and like there's a lot of propaganda around that mm-hmm. around not only the symbol but the shield itself i mean if you read later issues of this as it goes on which i did because i was just curious and the x-men get involved a couple of issues later yeah. um there's a lot more of that propaganda and they're talking about um conspiracies and watergate and all this other stuff and i and i was like this is something that kids read this is something that kids were reading back then and it just make it just generally makes me wonder like what was happening back then is it just like is it, and i don't and i'm usually not the conspiracy type of dude that's not my thing but it was one of the few times reading this where I was like, yo, this is the type of stuff that they're implanting in people to believe that, you know, protect and serve, go to the army and all this other stuff and be like a Captain America, except, you know, you ain't got the super soldier serum, so you ain't rolling like that. And um, and then, of course, if you're a white dude, you got a house Negro like Sam. So it's very <laughs> much that. It, it, it is so totally that. Um, and the fact that Sam can only operate within the parameters that um, I guess align with Captain America's um, beliefs. Because if you think about it, like it's just so contradictory that this black guy would be, I, I, I don't know, like would fall in line with his, uh, with Cap's ideals like this. And we're talking about 74 or whatever. So there are still a lot of things going on. Yeah. And it's just really hard to believe that. And he just went to Wakanda. Like he, like he knows Listen. what it means to be somewhere where black folks are able to live um freely so and without you know looking over their shoulders so it's just really hard to believe that when he gets back to america the first thing he wants to do is go show cap his wings cap his but, again, <laughs> but again like it's just it just speaks to how sam was written for the longest in in this series as Cap's, you know, favorite Negro. Like, when the Avengers were looking for, they had to whittle down to 10, um, 10 members or something like that uh, yeah. due to the government. They had to, <laughs> they had to enact affirmative action or whatever. <laughs> Cap is the one to say, yeah, I trust Sam. He, he basically says Sam is one of the good ones. And I'm like, well, yeah, because that's the way it reads. Right. And to, and to your point um, about Sam, um, and the way that he's written in this book. I mean, even later when Iron Man gets involved and he's just he's just chilling at uh, Sam and Cap's apartment. Um, and by the way, Cap was getting evicted, which is another hilarious. Man, all these superheroes for all they do for the for all they do for the world, a lot of them are broke. Like okay, so like, <laughs> why? And then okay, and then further reason why um, it just uh, it doesn't even make sense for Cap to feel the way that so feel so strongly that he does about the police and all of these other things like you all are doing their work you're not getting paid for it they are so that right there i feel like superheroes would be the ones that should be like hey defund the police so that we also could get some of these funds because you know peter has to 
get an OnlyFans account in order to survive. <laughs> great, and, great, right, by the way. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and, um, you know, Cap is getting evicted. Why? Because he doesn't have any money. Listen, I, so like going along further to the point of Sam Wilson is written like an idiot, because I think we could spend so much time on this. So obviously Iron Man is talking to him when he shows up at the apartment. And just the way that he says, well, but your reputation, and the way that reputation is in bold and black, <laughs> like Iron Man is like, first of all, I don't want anything to do with this. Uh, you can go along with the whole, we, we ain't trying to sully our name, but let's send you, let's send the house Negro to clean up the mess. And it's just like, and uh, Sam's like, yeah, I'm going to go along and I'm going to do it. And it's just like, what? It is very much that. And he just came from Wakanda, not just there on vacation, like actually saving someone, right. uh, saving the woman that he actually postpones the date. And I just, you just got wings and you got them from, is it T'Challa who gives them the wings? And once yeah. I- Yeah. Okay. So you just got these upgraded wings from T'Challa. He's done far more for you than Cap has actually done. And still, and still, you are breaking your back to go see Cap with these wings. And it's just like, I, what are we doing, Sam? Like, I want better for you. I mean, like, you can find so many examples of, I mean, you have that talk with Iron Man. And I mean, as even as we get towards the end of the issue, where he is just uh moonstone is our is our like real villain harder man is like the dude like who's, who's doing the propaganda propaganda and stuff but um moonstone which is uh he, he got he got he has quite a costume on him i gotta say okay. um and a, and a pretty good set of powers too for for somebody who looks like so much of a joker he, he he has a he has a really good set of powers, but um, just the way that Sam is flying off the handle and still has no control of his wings, <laughs> it just runs into Cap and basically gets himself knocked out. It's just it's just amazing. I I feel like I've never read anything or read someone written so idiotic in so many different ways. It's it's anti black. <laughs> okay as the way like that's how I felt by the time I got done reading this because I'm like I mean come on like Sam isn't that much of a goof um let's give him a little bit more credit for that like he's had these wings more than 24 hours he should be able to use them by now but no according to uh Captain America and the Falcon 171 Sam does not deserve wings because he can't even use them like how do you call yourself the Falcon you can't even use these wings I guess Hawkeye was right that he was just um, some buffoon flying around with uh, wings and who could talk to birds, which isn't even the case. But Hawkeye doesn't know anything. Oh, shout out. We do get a Red Wing appearance. We do see Red Wing uh, show up briefly in this issue. Um, I'm trying to think along so along the lines of some of the, the, the normal uh, categories that we do have. Who is your favorite non-main? Uh, so we'll go like non cap non-falcon in this issue Leela or Layla yeah shout uh, out to Layla because <laughs> Layla is just fed up like she's had a long few days um she's been saved and all she wants to do is go out with this guy who you know came to Wakanda to save her or whatever and you know 
get into that and he doesn't even want to be bothered because he wants to what go see cat her facial expression when he, it was when he great says, it's perfect because it's it's a real sure it's a real okay it's one of those uh black woman really doesn't need to say anything just give you that look and i'm actually surprised that the artist nailed that down because it's perfect um because her face says it all it's annoyance it's why do I even bother to continue to talk to him? Uh, why don't I go find someone else? It's, it's perfect. Like, you just rescued me. You literally just rescued me, and then you off to see this other dude. It's so ridiculous. Like, even when they're flying back uh, from Wakanda, uh, whoever's dropping them off is, like, eyes front. And I'm just like, I you really didn't have to keep your eyes front because I don't know what they're doing in the back because I can't even see Sam trying to get into anything um, that isn't confined to the bedroom because he's written like this uh, stick in the mug that just is just by the book. More by the book than Cat, which is just unbelievable. Yeah, and yeah, it's very it's very bland. I mean, it's not only dumb, it's very bland. Uh, blandish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, I was also thinking of, I was always thinking of prior where they're in Wakanda. And another thing that, that came up to me is, why they drew Stoneface like that? Why he look like that? Why he look so ugly? Like, they really made him look like a, like the ugliest, <laughs> the ugliest dirt bag you would ever see in a comic book. Why his face look like that? Because they called him Stoneface. They said they had to, like, they really had to say <laughs> really, No, no, they really made him look like a Stoneface. Like that, I don't know, it's like the way that his lips curl, it's just like this, it's like, damn, it looked like he was wearing grills or something, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, but I think of, it's like, I, I, when I read this, I, I immediately, like, I had to, I had to send you a message and I was like, yo, what is happening here? Cause it's like, I went, I went to like 175. So mm-hmm. even though we're talking about 171, this continues, like there's, it continues to be mess. It continues to be, you know, abhorrently racist in a lot of different ways. And it's like one of those car wrecks that you can't help but keep reading. So, you know, once Charles shows up and, and a Cyclops shows up, like I keep going and then you get, you know, further with the, with the conspiracy and, um, and then the dude in the hood, not the white hood, but the black hood There's mm-hmm. a white dude in a, in a black hood. And um, there's a whole scenario going on there, and they're trying to kill both Cap and Falcon. It's a whole another whole another story. So, with that being said, with all this racism and all this uh, all this just weird stuff, the way that it was written, can this story be translated from page to screen? <laughs> Absolutely not. They better not. <laughs> and they couldn't even do it if they wanted to because of. Um, I feel like white people soldier. might want to. Some some well, of them might. I, well, maybe. Moonstone, like, yeah, just not to cut you, Steph, but Moonstone no, is straight out of like an alt right class. Like oh, he just sure. comes right out of there. And it's like, whoa. It's, it's like so when they was trying to do the HBO was trying to do that show called Confederate. Oh, my Lord. It's you like where the Conf- where the Confederates won the <laughs> they won- where the- where they won the war, and uh, what you call it as and- slavery continued. Is like this is the type of book that that people like that would just like sl- they- the saliva would be coming. They would be frothing from the mouths wanting to 
wanting to take something like this and put it to screen. So I kind of agree with you and say that it shouldn't go to screen. But man, if somebody reads this, so there's there's a 60 year old white dude who who's who voting for Trump. I guarantee you, they they probably read this and they'd be like, "Yo, this is what this is what life really needs to be like." I, you know what? I wouldn't even I wouldn't even uh, refute that at all. The only reason why I say that they can't do that is because of the Winter Soldier. Like that, just kind of that was Cap's moment to be like, "Wait, there is a thing going on here," and mm-hmm. I actually sound like I am a conspiracy theorist. But he was right. Yeah. So in that way, no, it just couldn't happen because that exists. But you know what? They could, if they brought this to life, they would absolutely have to make it so that that person doesn't win and uh, Cap, or maybe it's not Cap, maybe it's it's um it's Sam, but someone mm-hmm. is like, well, no, this this isn't right, or you know, they uncover the truth, but there's just no way that this could exist in the way that it does. Yeah, now that you think about it, like the Winter Soldier uh, movie was you know written in a way that uh i think it asks certain questions uh politically mm-hmm. and obviously it doesn't do it just it's, it's just in a completely different way as opposed to how this book is so it's um how do you say so simplistic in its in its nature in the way that it's written but um I, just thinking about the movie itself it it it, it feels like it's a much more modern take on what is actually what was actually happening at the time and and it really does ask you questions as opposed to something like this which is just like straight out propaganda slash racism slash even sexism to uh to a smaller degree with uh Layla being used as the damsel in distress right. and the whole jive talk the entire time um T'Challa's in there for a hot second but um yeah i think like there's just there's like a lot of interesting ways that you can think about doing books better uh going forward and actually this is kind of in a way a template if you want to tell stories as far as if you want to change the way that stories are told because the fact that they allowed this um and they were just allowing anything back then they were letting anything roll like this is just amazing to me. It is. And this is why, like, when I do, because I do a lot of deep dives and I read a lot of older comics. And that's why sometimes when I read them, I have to more so focus on the characters than the writers. Because by doing so, what the writers' intentions were, or whatever, that usually jumps out anyway. So there's no point in really focusing on them in that way. Um, but it's just really interesting when you go back and you read these things, like it is a time capsule. It is speaking to what the climate was like and what was going on in the time that it was written. And this is written in 74. Um, so we still got black exploitation stuff going on and black exploitation in itself, because this is how this is written. Black exploitation yeah. in itself was not necessarily conducive to um black folks in a positive manner and by that i mean like a lot of it just kind of reinforced some of this respectability and you know it works in the framework of you know putting black men on the pedestal and then black Mm -hmm. women if they were going to be heroines their motivations were rooted in making sure that black men were safe 
Yeah. So even so, like there, there are some things with that, and also a lot of those are written by white guys too. So like when you see stuff like this, it looks as though yeah, this is for the culture, but it really isn't. It's just right. It's that whole thing of representation, but what does that mean when it is only uh, on the page or it's only on the screen? But what's happening behind the scenes? Like what what's going on there? And some bullshit was going on. That's what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh to your point it's it's very veiled. It's the yes, let's represent and let's uh put black people on the page, but let's make them look like whole ass idiots. And I mean, like at one point they say I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off, but like at one point yeah, yeah. they say uh what is it? It's not even like Cap it's not even like Falcon or any of the black characters saying it. It just says but unseen a major uh what is it? But unseen, a major drama is taking place. Dig it. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and maybe yeah. it wouldn't have been so much of a problem, but it's just like, y'all have written all of this already, and then you add that in. Don't even get me started on Luke Cage, because, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to, yeah, we're going to have to dive into some of these old uh, Luke Cage issues, just as a little bit of a sidebar. I was reading uh, Luke Cage's first tussle with Spider-Man, and just you got you got you got Peter using jive, and I'm just like, what is happening here? That takes me out every single time for all the wrong reasons. Because what? It's just like when he met Monica, or he didn't know it was Monica, but ran into her. Um, I think he kind of says the same thing. He calls her a foxy lady. So, yeah, yeah, and. Man, so, so I uh, another another thing that I wanted to go back and eventually get into because this is uh, primarily connected to the Cap and Falcon stories is the Avengers because just of how how the Avengers are well generally Iron Man and how we briefly see him in this and how he acts in this is just really just like really cold as hell like just the way. Yeah, it's just like, uh, how are those old Avengers books? Because the way that they were viewing Cap, well, Iron Man, the way he was viewing Cap in this one, it was like, yeah, I'm going to stay away from this, and I'm not even going to try and get involved. I'm going to let you handle that. Uh, Those are, we'll have to get into some of them, uh, because, yeah, they're they're very interesting. Uh, I'll say that, especially... Uh, when we get into like the 70s it's just real hmm just real hmm <laughs> yeah man so like um just a just a couple of quick so so you how far have you read into the the cap and falcon thing cuz i after reading 170 and 171 i think i went up to like 175 or 176 and um that's when the x men get involved and uh, trying to uncover this whole entire conspiracy. So how far have you gone along with their stuff? Um, I went all the way up until like when Falcon isn't even there anymore. And um, I think it's like Catwolf. I got all the way back. So like the second time that uh, Nightshade turns, uh, well, this time it's Cat, but the first time she actually turned the Falcon into uh, a werewolf. And actually, I'm glad you asked me that because there is, <laughs> and maybe we, hold on, and maybe we need to get into, like the Captain America series is full of some gems or some cringy things, but 
there's a point where um, this woman, uh, she takes, she's a supervillain. She takes over her, I'm blanking on her name right now, but she has like this cruise where it's just all women there. And right. some of them look like DC characters. But anyway, she basically wants to start a new world where it's just women. There are no men. Um, oh. She kidnaps Cap. Um, I forget why, but she kidnaps him. And basically Cap throws, I mean, like ruins her whole plans and all of that. But the issue is just really interesting because, um, again, like Cap is just so by the book. And so um, just a Johnny Good boy that... He really even is, though, isn't he? Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> even though her plans are flawed in themselves, it's just like, Cap, I wish you would find some business. I really want you to find some business because this might have been not too bad of an idea if she didn't want to kill all men. She wants to send, she wants to send a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> a bomb that uh, pretty much affected everybody with a Y chromosome. And that is... Um, Oh wow! Yeah, I don't. That wouldn't fly for various reasons today. Um, but yeah. Okay, so so we've kind of unpacked pretty much everything about this issue. Are there any final thoughts that you have now that we've kind of gone through all of this and kind of uh, let it out, so to speak, in terms of what this issue uh, brought to us mentally and in some ways emotionally? Uh, reading this. Any final thoughts, Steph? Um, my not liking of Sam Wilson is valid. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not even that I I want to not like him, but when I read this older, when I read the older comics, I'm reminded why he just kind of gets on my nerves, and this just was a reminder of that. Do you think that the, do you think that the movies have, written, have done him uh, justice or done him better? That's hard to say because I don't like Anthony Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh wait, that's right. I remember you saying this. Why do you not like Anthony Mackie again? No, no, I don't. I, I don't know. I just don't. Um, <laughs> and I know like that's not fair or any of that. Like I just don't care for Anthony Mackie. He hmm. hasn't done anything personally to me. Like I just never care for Anthony Mackie. So that coupled with me never actually caring for Sam was like <laughs> a one-two punch combo. And I just don't have a good time. Like when everybody else was going up in the audience, when uh, Cap gave Sam the shield, I just kind of sat there very silently, like, whatever. Let's just get this over with and let's mm-hmm. get this new show and go from there. So I'm sorry, y'all. I just, Sam be just being petty. Hmm. Okay. So this actually, this actually kind of brings me to, uh, now that you say this, and we can kind of delve into it because at some point it's going to come out. Um, I don't know if it's this year or early next year, depending on, uh, we, we're all waiting on COVID. COVID's going to mm-hmm. tell us when this stuff happens, but uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I think, you know, it's interesting. Some of the things that I've heard about it, what do you think about them going into the whole Isaiah Bradley aspect of the uh, winter uh, super soldier serum story? I should say. What, what do you think of them, you know, really delving into, you know, not obviously not only Sam as uh, Sam personally, but um, those characters? So I think it can go one of two, two ways, horribly wrong or 
in the same vein as Watchmen when they brought in the Tulsa Maskers and then also mm-hmm. Black Lightning when they mentioned just the overall exploitation of Black people when it comes to medical experiments. So with that said, I'm hoping <laughs> that they're added to you know what we think of the Watchmen, what they did, and also including history in fiction. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that it goes away because it's a, it's a really great time to tell um, a powerful story and then one that is going to reach masses because who isn't watching this? So um, I'm nervous. Uh, I want good things to happen, but I am happy that they're at least going to bring Isaiah Bradley into this because I think that is uber important. But um, yeah. I'm a little fearful because I don't like, I don't, it's not like Marvel has a great track record when it comes to things that require nuance. True. And it's like one of those things where you don't want it to become a footnote. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes with these these uh, major storylines that mean a lot to people like me and you that read them, um, they may tend to just kind of use them as a footnote. So that kind of remains to be seen. But I just think the fact that they decided to add it into it, because there's a lot going on with that show. You got You got Zemo in this. You got U.S. Agent in this. Um, obviously, uh, Bucky and uh, Agent Thirteen. There's a. I heard there's there's elements of Wakanda possibly involved in this, in in like a lesser kind of scale. So I don't know exactly um, how exactly they're gonna map all of this out, but you know, it's it, it bears watching when it does come out, and I'm very curious to see uh, what happens there. So to close before we get out of here. Um, so obviously I handed off the baton to you in terms of picking this. So I wanted to continue the theme and I'm just going to read to you the description of what we will be doing next. A wrongfully charged inmate in Seagate prison named Carl Lucas undergoes a scientific experiment. When a racist prison guard tampers with the machine, Lucas develops some supernatural side effects, namely enhanced strength and bulletproof skin. Luke Cage is born. We will be doing Luke Cage, Hero for Hire, number one, all the way back in 1972. All right, let me, um, let me get my wine now. Because I already know what this issue is. So let me <laughs> go ahead and get that wine ready. Oh, um, man. We, I oh, said, yeah. might as well go along this line. We might as well just dig in the crates for a few. So... We're going to dig in the crates for a few and, and see what happens. As always, this has been a wonderful episode. Stephanie, where can we follow you? All right. If you're not already, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Steph underscore I underscore Will. Um, you can also follow both my webcomics, uh, But What If Though and Parenthood Activate on Instagram. Same names. Just type those in. Um, also on Webtoons. And uh, that is it. Bet, bet. And, uh, and yeah, the dude, she's doing great stuff. Check her out. Um, it's been fun reading uh, the, the Spider-Man OnlyFans uh, webcomic. That was pretty cool. Y'all should check that out if you get a chance. Um, obviously, follow the show first, uh, Marvel Cinematic University at MCU University Pod um, on Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter at AC Spotlight 95 um, and hey, let us know what you think of the show so far. Let us know any any thoughts you may have. Uh, tweet at tweet us. Uh, let us know. That'd be cool. And of course, rate, review, subscribe the show. 
And uh, for Stephanie Williams, I am Anthony Canton III. This has been Marvel Did What? And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>